Seven o'clock, good morning. The Labour Court in Durban has granted the KwaZulu-Natal Department of Health an interim interdict, preventing emergency medical service workers from continuing with an illegal strike. This week, paramedics working for the state failed to report for duty. Health MEC Spongaseni Glomo says if the paramedics persist with the strike, they will be suspended with immediate effect. They must go back to work with immediate effect because in any event they were involved in an illegal strike and very much so threatening the lives of uh, not only of their staff members whom they were actually getting out of the vehicles and burning their vehicles down, but also they threatening the lives of the South Africans. And we are calling on them to really do the rational thing, go back to work with immediate effect. The EFF has claimed responsibility for its members placing a tire around the head of a statue in Utenaik and setting it alike. The statue depicted a soldier from the Anglo-Boer War. The party says it has started a campaign to remove all so-called colonial symbols in the Nelson Mandela Bay Metro. EFF Deputy Chairperson of the Port Elizabeth region, Paul Madwara, says the Utenaik incident was just the tip of the iceberg. As we wage the campaign for economic liberation, we said that economic liberation must be accompanied by the falling of these colonial statues and we would want to see them replaced by liberation hero statues. Perhaps in, in the unique sense we may be talking about Oshingapi, we may be talking about Fili Kobese. The United States, Germany and Britain have vowed to work with the Kenyan government to end terrorism. This follows a siege by Al-Shabaab militants at Garissa University in northern Kenya, which claimed 147 lives. Kenyan security forces shot and killed the four attackers. U.S. Ambassador to Kenya, Robert Godek, says the attack has reinforced the need for countries to unite to combat extremism. The BBC's James Robbins describes yesterday's attack on the university. It was early morning. Gunmen shot dead two armed police at the gates of the campus. Students ran from their beds in the university hostels as the masked extremists closed in, calling out in Swahili, We are Al-Shabaab. Some managed to escape. Others were shot and killed. Many more were wounded. Witnesses described the Islamist militants separating the students by religion, letting Muslims go and murdering or taking hostage the Christians. And finally, the second black box data recorder from the site of last week's German Wings plane crash in the French Alps has been found. The French prosecutor in charge of the case, Bryce Robin, says if intact, the data is expected to provide crucial further evidence on the final moments of the flight in which the co-pilot is suspected of crashing the jet deliberately. All 150 people on board the airliner died when it slammed into a mountainside. The BBC's Jenny Hill reports. It's the breakthrough investigators have hoped for. The black box recorder is expected to yield information about the technical conditions on board flight 9525 when it crashed into the French Alps with Andreas Lubitz at the controls. Prosecutors say the co-pilot, who had a history of severe depression, appears to have researched suicide methods and cockpit door security online. A panel of German experts is now expected to review the way pilots are physically and psychologically assessed. Meanwhile, it's been revealed that the co-pilot had researched suicide methods and the security of cockpit doors in the week before the crash. Your top story at 7 o'clock. The Labour Court in Durban has granted the KwaZulu-Natal Department of Health an interim interdict preventing emergency medical services workers from continuing with an illegal strike. I'm Suresh Pele, back at 8 o'clock.